Awesome. Well, we've had a lot of fun celebrating the power of Jesus together over the last few weeks, and um, tonight we get to invite up Jeff Jacobson, who is our Director of Outreach, and if you've been around here for just a little bit, you probably know him. I think he's the uh, most welcoming greeter, or maybe the most well-known greeter at Living Waters, among other things, but um, I know Jeff is someone who all the time preaches of how he is seeing God move in his life and how he is seeing Jesus work in other people's lives, and so it was a no-brainer for us to ask him if he would talk a little bit about how he sees the power of Jesus working in his lives and the lives of those around him. So if you would, would you welcome with me Jeff Jacobson. We'll see if you applaud later. Just kidding. The gospel uh, text, we'll see if that does actually come up or... Oh, man. Okay, there we go. Again, can't read that little writing. It's, it's late. My eyes get bad at night. So I'm going to turn around and look, to, look this way. So. It comes from uh, 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 13. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. But as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know only in part, and we prophesy only in part. But when the complete comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became an adult, I put an end to childish ways. For now we see in a mirror, dimly, but then we will see face to face. Now I know only in part, then I will know fully. Even as I have been fully known... And now faith, hope, and love abide, these three. The greatest of these is love. The gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. So Jeff actually um, picked out this passage, and I would love for you to share a little more, Jeff, about why you picked this passage and what it means to you. This is actually... uh, a prime example of how God works. Um, many of you may know this uh, scripture, heard it at a lot of weddings, um, stuff like that. It, obviously, it was at our wedding that my wife chose because at that time I was kind of along for the ride at church. It wasn't exactly owning my own faith. So it was something that my wife chose. Now, something even more remarkable is that today is the 25th anniversary of the day that my wife said yes. She, we, I proposed to my wife today. So, I picked this scripture out on Monday. Not really thinking of that, but then this morning my wife said that, and it's like, whoa, this is 
really quite heavy. Again, God at work, the power of God is right there guiding us. And this scripture is also very important to me because we've always heard that God is love. And I remembered that um, we're talking about the power of Jesus and God. And I remember doing a message. I don't know exactly. I don't have a date on it. But uh, what I had did in, the, in my message was repa- replaced the word love with God. And why, you know, how that, uh, how that translates, I will get to that. But uh, instead of love, talking about love, being God is love, it's God is patient, God is kind. God's not, God does not envy, God does not boast. God is not proud, God is not rude. God is not self-seeking. God is not easily angered. God keeps no records of wrongdoings. God does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. God always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. That's the way that we're called to live. That is God's power. That's why it means so much to me that uh, it's teaching the the patience the understanding not not necessarily you know everything in this instant world that we live in uh, i focus a lot on the you know god is patient you know we're we're always looking for the the home run god sign you know is god going to you know god please give me the power of all numbers please 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 it's not going to happen that way we got to be a little bit more patient, tone it down a little bit. It's not exactly, and, and the other thing that I see within this is you need to keep your eyes open because if it's not going to be that home run, you need to recognize some of the smaller, the smaller things that God has done in your life. Amen. See, I told you. He sees the signs of God, and I love this about Jeff. And as we talked about the series, it's called Power of Jesus. What does the power of Jesus or Jesus' power in your own life look like for you, Jeff? Well, the, Jesus is obviously the, our earthly connection with God. Um, Jesus is our uh, prime example he is the, the tangible that walked on this earth that, uh, that we all strive to be a part of. Um, the one thing about Jesus, in any scripture that you read, he never lifted a, he never lifted a finger. Other than flipping a table in the temple for you know tax collectors, uh, tables and stuff like that, or people selling their wares in the church, that's about as physical as Jesus ever was. He was a, peace, a peaceful man. He may not have been happy with everything, but he handled himself with much, uh, much grace, much uh, strength. Strength with words and not with his actions. He didn't use a sword, use a sword or you know, fight or do anything like that. And that is the um, words will always win. You know, keeping a level head, being, you know, understanding and stuff like that, that is, is truly where it's at. It's not, you know, 
I joked about people get ready for fire and brimstone when they came in. That isn't it. You know, I'm not going to sit up here and claim to be all-knowing or anything like that, but it's, um, it's just making that, uh, that connection, that understanding, listening to words and applying it. And that's what Jesus was all about, and that's why it means so much. He was so strong without being physical. So like you said, 25 years ago, you proposed to Lisa, and she said yes. And at the time of your wedding, um, you were maybe going to church because she was going to church. And um, I've heard a lot of the stories that you've told me about God showing up in your life and how you've gone from 25 years ago until now. So will you talk a little bit about your story of how you got to this place and how you've seen the power of God and Jesus work in your life? Um, through all of that. So, how much time do we have? <laughs> Let's see, six minutes? Are you kidding me? Six and a half minutes. I could talk for hours. You guys know that. You all know that, that I can talk for a long time. Um, I think one of the, one of the biggest things that... Uh, that got me to this point in which... By the way, this is a very crucial point in my life, in my faith life. Um, as I am in the uh, discernment process of attending seminary. So there's been a lot of prayer, a lot of uh, thoughts of how this, this may look. You know, this me sitting up here occasionally versus doing it for... A lifetime. Um, it's a big. It's a big process. So, obviously, the uh, the different uh, signs that I've seen in my life have been uh, truly amazing. And quite honestly, it's all started really here at Living Waters. And we're only twelve years old as a congregation. We're twelve years old. So, I'm sitting up here. I'm I'm a little bit over twelve. So my, my, you know, moderately over 12. Uh, my faith life is, and I've talked about this a number of times if you've been here before, my faith life is new. So if you're not in that place where you feel that you are at one with God, boy, it took me a long time. Again, I was at attending church with my wife. So, and since we started coming here and uh, Pastor Corey was... Pastor Corey was uh, kind of instrumental in getting getting the the wheels started a little bit, um, and Natalie Carlson has also been a very crucial uh, part in my faith life and the development of it. And the fact that she went she when she started seminary, she brought back a couple of folders from Luther, and she put one in my mailbox. Now, this is quite a few years ago, and I'm like, what are you talking about? And she said, uh, she said well, I see, I see the, the potential for you being a pastor someday. And I'm like, you're just wasted. You, you just wasted the paper, you know, by picking that information up. And quite honestly, I did, I did file it in the garbage I, I took it home. I was, you know, but I did recycle. It didn't go in the garbage. I did recycle. 
But at that time, my faith was not there. Um, probably one of the, the major events that uh, has been the, the tech events that we've had here. And for those of you who don't know, that is Teens Encountering Christ. And I really, I really wanted that. I want that to be an adult experience. Because there, there needs to be that. Because I was obviously an adult going through it with the kids. And I don't know if I got more out of it than some of the kids. I know I did. I know I did get more out of it than some of the kids. But the, that intentional time of speaking to God, of listening to God, and trusting what God is, is guiding you to do, what he's, what he's telling you to do, that is... It's absolutely amazing and something that you you'll never forget. So that's that has probably been one of the the most important things. It was also kind of fun when, in case you didn't know, I found out that I was speaking at about ten thirty on Monday morning. So the reason that Hope is up here because I she asked if I would do it. I said sure with conditions. You need to sit up there with me. So here she is. So I said, we'll do it kind of interview style because obviously I didn't have time to prepare a whole message or anything like that. Um, So we do it interview style. So she sent me some questions. And in my research, it's just, that's what I said. I'm going to look like a a scatterbrain up here because I got notes. And I, I dug through a file of old sermons. My wife, uh, thankful she files stuff. I just kind of pile stuff. She filed into a, a sermon file. And I was digging through that. I didn't realize just how many times that I have actually given sermons. I had no idea how many times. And I'm digging through some of this stuff. And I was like, I remember that. So obviously my faith journey has definitely, definitely taken off. And I look back at some of those messages. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I don't know what I was talking about at that time. But... One of the one of the things that I did find, and I hope I'm, you were right because once I get talking, I I can't stop. So, so one of the things I found, um, talking about how uh, God has spoke to me, was an email that I sent in October of 2010. Okay, this morning I stopped at the grocery store to pick up cookies for a show we were having at work. While making my selections, I noticed white chocolate macadamia nut, my favorite. While all the other varieties had 10 cookies per container, my favorite only had eight, and they were more expensive, but I really liked them, so I put them in my cart. When I got to the register, I forgot I needed ice, so I left the line and returned a minute later. When I returned, the cashier was visiting at the customer service counter and appeared to be ignoring me as I put my items on the belt. After my patience was gone, which was approximately 30 seconds, um, I started putting my items back in the cart to use the other self-checkout. Unfortunately, one of the cooking containers flew off the pile and opened on the floor and in my cart. It was at this time that I noticed the word in front of the white chocolate macadamia nut, indulgent. It was in, like, bright, big, bold letters, too. 
When the cashier appeared, she asked if she could, she could get me another container of cookies. I replied, no, God has spoken to me that I must not have these cookies. <laughs> I went about my day and kept my chin up despite my cookie loss. Shortly after I had returned home this evening, there was a knock at the door. When I answered the door, it was a boy delivering items purchased from whatever school group or baseball team or whatever it was. One of the items was a box of white chocolate macadamia nut cookies. The moral of this, it is not our place to determine a timetable in this life, but trust in God to provide what we need in this life. White chocolate macadamia nut cookies. I mean, hello. So that was one of the, that was something, just another, another thing that I found in my, my sermon file that is, that I think is, is just God speaking and just understanding that it is not, it doesn't have to be anything amazing, nothing huge. Amen. I told him that I would sit up here with him and I would email him some questions, but I bet him that if I asked one question and handed over the microphone, that's all that needed to happen. Um, Because Jeff has so many awesome stories and so much faith. And so as we close, um, I'd love for you to do two things. Um, Share a little bit with us or maybe just give some inspiration for how we all see God moving like that. And then would you pray for us as well? Okay, so if we listen, and I know Jess's microphone went out. But the scripture that she was talking about with these kids was uh, Matthew 25. And talking about serving the least of these is absolutely crazy. Because what piece of scripture do I have up right there? Yeah, Matthew 25. That's what was resonating with, you know, with this question that she just asked, you know, how do we, how do we, uh, how do we deal with this? How do we work with this, this uh, power of God and this word of God? How do we do that? It's right there. It's right there. It's that simple. God was talking about, you know, um, when you, you, you took care of me, talking to the disciples about how you, when you uh, clothed, you clothed the, uh, you clothed me, and you fed me, and you, you visited me when I was sick, and visited me when I was in prison, and the disciples were saying, we didn't do any of that. But Jesus tells them that whenever you did that for the least of us, you were doing that for me. So that's what we're, you know, we, we feel that we're called to actually get out into the community and get out and do things for others. It is not, it, it doesn't mean that we just have to do everything within the church. You know, this is, we don't want to be one hour a week Christians or two hours if you have, you know, Kids Connect, Student Connect, stuff like that. We want to be 24-7 Christians and doing God's work. That's what that's what it's all about, and that's using that, using your your time, your talents, anything that you have, any of your abilities. That's the key. So, so that is that is kind of in a nutshell what what uh, my faith story is, and understanding and respecting and and feeling the power of God uh, act in your life. Now. One of the things that, you know, you asked me to pray, and I, will, and I will do that. The power of prayer is absolutely amazing. 
that we don't just need to pray in times of need. Praying to give thanks is absolutely huge. Give, be thankful. Be thankful and spread that thanks. Make sure that you tell others thank you for what they've done. One of the things that's, that's hit me this, the past couple weeks, and I, and I talked about this not being major things, not doing a lot of things, but I've had people like saying thank you for something that I didn't really even you know, consider as being anything. I didn't do anything that I wouldn't do for anybody else. But at that time, I didn't know what they were going through, what was going on in their lives. And it meant a lot to them. So that's just simple, just being, acting as Jesus would and uh, doing it with grace and peace to others. So would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for everything that you have done in our lives and everything that you are going to do in our lives. We understand that not everything is going to be the the amazing thing that we are that we are seeking. We we got to understand that it is your will and what you will provide when you'll provide it. And we we pray for everything in your name. Whatever you whatever you choose will be done. In your name we pray. Amen.